episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I interview and chat with small business owners and early career professionals about their passions, businesses, advice they have for others, etc. Thank you all for letting me have a break last week. We did not post an episode last week because my husband and I moved into our new home in Wake Forest, North Carolina. We are super excited, but we are back again this week with a brand new episode. And today I am chatting with Kara Leek, the founder and owner of Die Raid. They sell products which include women's accessories that are all naturally dyed with no toxins or chemicals. Kara has a degree in fashion merchandising and entrepreneurship, and she founded Die Raid from her passion to solve sustainable supply chain issues. This episode is jam-packed with advice as always, and Kara really dives into her passions for her business, Die Raid, and fashion, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. Now, before we dive into the episode, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. Only takes about 10 seconds to do so. And you can also follow us along on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, etc. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now let's hear from Kara. Welcome, Kara. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Really looking forward to our conversation. To kick things off like we usually do on this podcast, tell me a bit about Diraid and your mission, kind of where the idea came from to create this business. Just give us a little bit of background. As most stories are, it's kind of hard to like put this all in one little bunch, but mm-hmm. I will try my hardest here. <laughs> Diary's mission, really the mission behind what we do is to create conscious, colorful alternatives to a lot of like your everyday favorite items or things that you typically use in your day-to-day life. Um, we do that with all natural plant-based ingredients, whether that is our dyes, which is kind of the main meat of our company, or the fabrics that we dye with. We try to make sure everything is just like conscious, organic, all natural, um, and serves a greater purpose than just the idea itself. Yeah, where'd the idea come from? Like, were you, I don't know, into dyeing things and fabrics or yeah, just where did it, where did it come from? Yeah, so I studied fashion merchandising and entrepreneurship in college where I went to Kent State University, which is like in Northeast Ohio. Uh, my mom and I call it the best kept secret because it's a really good fashion school, but it's like not in New York or California. So you can kind of afford to be there and not go broke in like the first month. And I've always been drawn to like purpose driven creative business. So even when I was a kid, I just loved like Tom's, for example, you know, that was very mm-hmm. generationally like, wow, what a cool concept. And I've tailored a lot of my like research and project topics and all of that in college to like sustainable ethical business practice. And with that being kind of my foundation, I actually came up with Diorade after remembering a high school field trip, strangely enough. We went on a hike in the mountains of Virginia, where I'm from. And this hike is actually the site of where Dirty Dancing was filmed. Fun fact. Okay. The teacher showed us this like wild indigo that grows in those mountains. And he took it in the palm of his hand and crushed it up. And it turned his palm completely blue. And he said, this is what is used to dye your jeans like this is indigo and I was like that's very cool I like fashion and we're in a science class so this is intriguing 
And as I researched more in college and learned about like natural dyeing being a choice in the supply chain of like how to do things more consciously, mm-hmm. I decided to teach myself one summer. So fast forward to after college, I married my husband and we moved to Texas. And I decided rather than pursuing like a traditional career in the internships that I had, that I wanted to develop this concept and get into like conscious textiles and products and more of the supply chain. So yeah, that's the kind of genesis of Diorate. Yeah, that it always fascinates me how ideas come to be, right? Just like a memory oh, yeah. from a random trip and here you are like, that's incredible. <laughs> I know. You never know. I mean, like the high school teacher didn't have to do that and I didn't right. go on that trip. So it is really crazy how that yeah. ends up working out. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Tell us more about, you know, how your business differs from like, you know, big like manufacturers of the jeans, you know, for example, like it, it sounds like most businesses, right, don't uh, use natural dyes. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot of them don't. Yeah, so I'm actually taking a course on a lot of that right now. But most dyes are what they call like azo dyes. They're synthetically extracted. So they're like made from chemical compounds in a lab. And obviously, the first and foremost thing is that it's more expensive. So when you go to be a business and you're trying to look at like profit margins, most of the time, a large scale corporation isn't going to prioritize something like natural dye because it's just pricier in its production mm-hmm. and it'll lower their profit margin, which is ultimately like the typical gain of a fashion manufacturer in today's time. So normally they would be using more chemical created dyes or even some people like use more or less water dye in their production. Okay. So it's not even the like dye powder itself, but it could be the method at which they actually dye the product. So lots of variations, but natural dye, while it is becoming more popular, Definitely not something used by the masses at this point, but it can be a really cool way to engage more with like local agriculture to help grow those things and do it well. There's a lot of opportunity there for sure. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. And diving a bit into the products you actually sell with your natural dye, like give us an idea if we were to go to your website, you know, what could we purchase? What would we see? We sell a variety of products. Okay. I think that's part of being like in a startup company. You kind of, or not a startup, but just in the first phases of entrepreneurship, you're kind mm-hmm. of toying with a lot of ideas. But we tailor more to women's apparel accessories with like silk scarves and cotton bandanas. We have like scrunchies that have been woven by a weaver in North Carolina. We have low waste market bags, which really are just kind of our push to contribute to like no plastic or single use plastic. Um, We've done kitchen towels, wall banners, really just like testing a lot of things that I think are most popular tend to be like our silk scarves and our cotton bandanas. Um, Yeah. And another favorite of mine though is our dye kits which allow you to oh, dye your own wow. bandana or market bag. So if you're interested in like learning a creative activity or if you just want to like say with your kids, a lot of people feel a lot better having natural dye with around their yeah. kids because it's safer for them and for their skin. Um, you could have some of their items that they don't like anymore and you could buy a dye kit and have a fun dye day with them where they can learn how to use those. So I, I really like that. It opens up creativity a lot. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. I could totally Super see, fun. yeah, like a fun like weekend activity or you yeah, know, after school activity. That's a great idea. I love that. Quarantine, like yes. with the sourdough bread and the yep. kids. That's just like how everyone yes. is the quarantine time. <laughs> I love that. Such a neat idea. And yeah. so it sounds like do you partner with other 
businesses or small businesses to actually like the silk scarves, for example, right? You, I'm assuming, get them from somewhere else and then dye them. Like, is that how that process works? Yeah. So just like most other companies, we, I'm, it's weird. I'm, I'm sort of like a middleman in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. I source raw silk bandanas okay. sewn already and, yep. and cotton bandanas sewn already. So right now they're coming from a producer in Los Angeles and I'm going to be switching that here in the next year or so just because I've been researching with other companies sure. that are more global and have more holistic sustainable standards that I'm kind of looking into. But yeah, we basically, anytime I have something like a fun idea I want to collaborate on, I try to work with other small businesses just kind of to mm-hmm. grow that culture. And I don't know, I think we're all kind of giving each other a helping hand when it comes to that. And I found a weaver in North Carolina and I thought instead of sourcing scrunchies from somewhere, like I would love to work with someone that is really passionate about weaving and does a really good job that I can keep kind of progress on and I can help her. And that's part of it for me. Like I love people and I love collaborating. And a lot of our graphics are from like graphic designers that I find through creative platforms. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll design our print, but most of the time, I work with other companies or girls that are just really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a strong suit that I have. So outsourcing that is definitely really fun. I think that's great. And yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense to partner with others, like you said, who are experts at it. And then you bring your expertise with the dyeing and, and that yeah. area. And then you can combi- combine them to make an awesome product. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It ends up being really fun. And I just yeah. love getting to meet creatives and right. have that conversation with yep. them. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Just partnering. And yeah, that's, that's been a theme on this podcast for sure is, you know, mm-hmm. partner with others who you might not have that skill set, but others do, right? You, you yeah. combine your skill sets and create something even better than you would be able to alone. Exactly. And I think sometimes when you're starting something, you can tend to be negative toward yourself. And instead sure. of doing that, turning it outward to someone and encouraging them and lifting them up in an area yeah. that they might need that rather than putting yourself down in that area. It's right. just as a business owner, it can be really helpful to pivot that perspective. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being way more fun in the end rather than you sitting and saying, I'm not good at this. That's yeah. a great mindset to have. I really I really like how you stated that. That's an awesome piece of advice. One quick logistical question. So where do you mm-hmm. ship your products? International, just the United States, a specific area? So right now we ship all over the United States. We're okay. opening up more shipment to England because I live here now. Um, nice. <laughs> so we're working on trying to get orders. Obviously, we've shipped orders to England and Canada and all that. But yeah, we ship Perfect. all over. We, we've, I guess the farthest place is probably France that I've shipped. Nice. Yeah, so. Very cool. Excellent. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So ship everywhere. And what brought you to England? Was it business reasons or, or personal reasons? Uh, personal reasons. Yeah, okay. My husband's gotcha. job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's Perfect. super fun. That's awesome. I mean, partly it was a business decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband's job is cool because they allow me to have a little bit of say. And we chose England because, I mean, what an experience. But also, this yeah. country is huge in the world of sustainable fashion. And so okay. when we had the opportunity presented to us, I said, um, yes, there are so many great brands and just resources and outlets there that I can learn from. I mean, I love it. They are way more sustainable. And I feel like I'm just kind of picking the brain of this nation. And I've only been here for a few weeks, but I definitely look up to a lot of their processes. That's really cool. I'm excited to see where where that takes you, just being in a new environment. Yeah. And yeah, Me too. That's a, that's, <laughs> it'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. And so are, did you take dye raid full time? I did. Yes. Nice. 
Wow. I did that pre-pandemic BC before COVID as some people say. <laughs> yeah, I had a job the first year and then it just became so much that I felt like I was giving that energy to another business that I could have in turn given to my own and mm-hmm. it would have yielded more. So that was a decision I made at the beginning of 2020. Excellent. Well, congratulations on that. That's a huge accomplishment to take that full time. Yeah, thank you. It's it's been, you know, equally crazy and good. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's dive into some of the the crazy. It's always mm-hmm. always fun to talk about that. Just yeah. tell us, you know, bits and pieces of your journey, maybe major steps you took or challenges you faced, just those moments that stand out in your mind? Because even as as you're speaking, I was thinking like, how do you even figure out who to manufacture, right? The silk, silk mm. scarves from like, how do you even learn that process? So what are some of the moments that that stand out to you? Yeah, what a question. So <laughs> compilation of just a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I think the journey of launching is equal parts of like nerves, adrenaline, excitement, doubt, you're just really playing in a lot of different buckets there. Yeah. Major things that kind of step out to me, I definitely think seeking out guidance. Uh, When I moved to Texas, I was very fortunate to fall into the lap of a business owner who I call her my business mama. She really took me under her wing. So I definitely needed her help. And I, I guess I just like, I really admired the way that she was running her business and her life. And so I just said, hi, I, if I have questions that were big, I definitely used her as like a launch point, but I think also just having fashion school and like that knowledge that I accumulated for those years, I kind of, I really did write out my own little business plan just to give myself a little bit of direction. It wasn't super detailed, but I wanted to be able to figure out, you know, is this going to be a real thing that I can do? Mm -hmm. And I would say sourcing is like the hardest part, which is definitely where like I love sourcing. It's where I did a lot of like my internships in college and it's where a lot of the sustainable issues lie. So when you're a new, when you're a company kind of like diarrhea and you're doing something not like first, but it's a new concept. There's not a whole lot of manufacturers that are on board and are like very marketed. So you really have to dig. I use the platform Common Objective, which is a great platform. Anyone can join if you are a business, if you're a buyer, if you own a boutique, like anything like that. It is basically that we all have the common objective of ethical practice and helping the planet and making sure people are fairly paid and just sustainability and all uh, a huge scale. So I use them to kind of figure out what I wanted, like how I wanted to source And it really is just a lot of Googling, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot of Googling when you're first getting started. So I think the, my business mama allowed, she has a store where multiple small businesses, like they just get her hype. And so when a new one wants to come, she's like, let's go. You can come like be in our store. I would do live dyeing and dye classes. And that was really fun because I just, again, I love people and interacting. So that helped me kind of build the presence and figure out how to pitch myself to, mm-hmm. to people and start educating people on like why natural dye is important. So I think just finding the guidance that was going in the direction I admired mm-hmm. and putting myself out there were huge uh, when it came to launch. And I'm just very grateful that yeah. people have been as supportive as they have. 
they definitely sure. didn't have to be. So mm-hmm. definitely super grateful for everyone along the way. My friends that would like help me clean up the dye classes. It was just great. Yeah, those are, are great pieces of advice there. And I, yeah, it sounds like you built that community first. Like that was almost one of your first steps of getting your group of advisors, right? With your business mama and uh, just Mm -hmm. developing that community of like-minded people, whether it was people you already know, like your friends helping you out or new people you met through that platform, just building that support system seems really important for the success of a business, especially one that you're running and owning. Yes, definitely. And Rising Tide Society is another thing. Have you ever heard of Rising Tide? I don't think so. No, yeah. Dive into that. I think it was originally created out of like Washington, D.C., but basically you can have small chapters in every city or town, and it's the rising tide of small businesses. So everyone, you can like be the founder of the chapter in your town and host bi-weekly or monthly meetings that have a certain topic like social media or podcasting or anything. And then your group dives into group questions and you have like a group think session and oh, wow. it just encourages like small business owners in your area to come together. And that was just huge, especially because like I didn't really pick where we lived. So finding that culture for me was huge of people that could relate to me and mm-hmm. help answer my questions of how do I set up like a tax situation. Like how do I do sales tax? How do I like actually register and get a number with the IRS? Just stuff that you don't really, no one really talks about because it's like not the pretty stuff. (laughs) So yeah, all those little things you need to learn, like just things you probably wouldn't even think of, right? It just, yeah, that's a good resource. You mentioned the rising tide. I'll have to check them out. And I think that's Yeah. yeah, great for any small business owner to look for. Yeah. And if like you feel like a leader too, like I think it would be cool to eventually lead one of those. Just Mm -hmm. like if that's a strength, if you feel like leading or community is a strength for you, that's a really cool way to engage in small business in that way too. So I think it would be cool to engage in that eventually. Definitely. Yeah. I like that. Did you always know you wanted to have your own business? Because I think it's neat how you went to school for, you know, in the fashion industry and now have your business in the fashion, in that same industry. I, I find a lot of small business owners I speak to, eh, I guess some of them, you know, went to school for the business that they own or that industry, but a lot develop it from a passion they had, right? Almost like a side hobby that's not related yeah. to their, to their degree. So I think that's somewhat unique about you and a, definitely a strength. So did you always know, like after college, I, I want to own my own business? Yeah, short story, yes. I feel so weird in that way because I also feel like everyone starts these really cool companies because they're in their job and they're just like, I'm not passionate about this. I'm going to start blah, 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 which is so inspiring to me. But I definitely, when I was a kid, I really, I've loved fashion like my whole life. I have notebooks of me drawing like t-shirt, box t-shirts on (laughs) stick figures with like team logos. And when I learned about those ethical impact kind of brands that became popular when I was a kid, I just loved him. And I tried to be interested in other things and I just wasn't. So I, I consider myself kind of fortunate in that way, but it's definitely not the only way. I almost feel like it's the minority of ways. Most people really do kind of take like curveballs to get places. But yeah, I've always loved and wanted to go into running a small business. And I've, I always loved looking in small businesses like windows and just watching people thrive in that element. I don't know why I just always have. I personally think that's a unique quality to have to like kind of always have that drive of, oh, I want to own my own business one day. Cause like you said, I find a lot of people 
just do it because they found a hobby and they want to take it further. Or like you said, they're bored at their job and want to do something else. And yeah, they, mm-hmm. they almost l- learn that they want to own a small business. It's yeah. not like that inherent passion or drive, right? Which seems you have, which I, yeah, I, th- I just think that's very unique. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I think too, like my, so my mom's like really big in psychology and mm-hmm. I think just like, we always talked about like the development of things. And I, I think I just like the development of things. And in a small business, like you just get full autonomy in that. Maybe that's why. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting to think how and why some people have that inherent drive almost from yeah. birth versus like yeah. the people who learn it. Yeah. Interesting different paths that lead you, you know, to the same spot. Yeah. What's the the future of Die Raid look like in your future? You know, since this is Die Raid's kind of that business you launched right after school, like, is this the focus for now? You want to take it and just see where it goes? Do you have other ideas? Kind of where's your head at for the future? There's a lot going on in my mind right now when it comes to that question. Just mm-hmm. I think a big move definitely inspired that. I really want to evolve into like a total impact brand. Okay. I'm working out kind of two different avenues and I'm, I consider myself a nerd. I have like, you know, the five year plan, <laughs> the 10 year plan, all of that. Yeah. I keep them very loose. I'm not like super rigid in those directions, but definitely fun to have a path. But yeah, I'm working out becoming an altogether like one stop conscious shop with like clothing as well as home and lifestyle. I really, really want to merge into clothing sooner than later. That's kind of what's taking the forefront of my focus with researching right now and just reaching out. I've kind of gotten the rhythm with my smaller products and like accessories, and I want to take it and sort of scale it into more of clothing because I have friends that are designers, and I want to look at just like what are the issues with sustainable fashion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a big one in like ethical fashion, they're just expensive. And a lot of people don't want to choose them because they don't have the money. And so that just really interests me. And I would I'd really like to try and come up with something that solves that problem. In college, our entrepreneurship professor always said that entrepreneurship is basically just looking and finding a problem and making mm-hmm. a solution that makes profit. When I come to looking at the future, I try to look at problems that really stick out to me and that I'm like not okay with. And I definitely am focusing on that one right now and how to move diarrhea into that space. But I would love to just be like a platform where people can know they can come and find something that has purpose behind it and intention behind it and has just covered all the bases, whether that be like a market bag or clothing or whatever. So that's like the 10 year goal of just hosting a community of brands that can do that and like Mm -hmm. encourage that presence. We're giving scholarships to people that are working to create a business or an idea or research in that area. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like expanding not only your offerings, but also the impact Dirate has in the community around Dirate. So like almost like full on expansion in every sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's it's, you know, it's kind of scary when you sure. think about yeah. it in one thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is definitely the direction that we want to go. Sure. Um, That's neat. And yeah, definitely. I could see that being very overwhelming, right? When you, like you said, like when you stayed it like that, like just expanding over 10 years and yeah. but all you can For do sure. is take like, it day by day, happens. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like you, you just do your best with what you yep. have where you are. And that's all you can do. Yep. For sure. And kind of on that same topic, I'm interested in knowing how you balance 
running your own business, family, moving to England, like huge <laughs> life changes, you know, how do you give yourself the mental space you need to focus on each of those things? Any things you've learned or any thoughts on that topic? So it's definitely hard mm -hmm. uh, to turn it off because it can feel like it's always advantageous overall to be sure. working, which I'm sure a lot of small business people understand. The meme, small business owners are the only people that would give up a 40-hour work week to work an 80-hour work week yeah. is like one of my favorite memes ever. It just feels so real sometimes at 10 p.m. when I'm wringing out dyed market bags after I've hung out with my friends. Mm -hmm. But I guess a couple of things. I would say like know the things that give you energy and feed you. For me, running is huge. It gives me endorphins, which make me positive, which is something I know I need. And like lighting a candle, like just setting that setting for yourself and knowing how like it feeds you and just schedule working around those things. Like I'm an external processor, so I know I need to have time to talk things out and mm -hmm. I know I need to run. So it's like, I know those things about myself and I think those help me in running the business. I would also say something new that I'm working on is like picking a day or two in the week to have as like my social days or my like get things done days because I'm really bad at like I guess time management if I try to fit them all in in one day mm. so like all my errands they're going to be done on one day that's kind of my goal right now so like knowing that I have time set aside to do those things well so today I'm doing this thing well and this is also something new for me I'm trying to be bored for 10 minutes a day. <laughs> this like is that. something that my brother gave me this advice because it opens up creativity and like brings peace if you're stressed. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people could relate to me on this when you have so much to do and you're the one that's like the boss of you, it can just feel like numbing. So you just don't do any of it. Definitely. So it like, I definitely would want to section my days out with those tasks. But at the same time, if I end up doing nothing, sometimes I'm hard on myself. And I kind of talked to my brother about that. And he was like, I think it's so good to like be bored for 10 minutes of your day. Mm -hmm. And I, I've never really heard of that being a positive. And so if you're feeling like maybe you, your business is at a point where you don't have a ton of like it's not taking a full work week of your time, like not to be discouraged by that, but to use your free space to think of creative things. If, if it's not in your field, if it is in your field, just let your brain work that way. That's something that's been really helpful for me in just balancing my time with, I don't always have to be running. Yeah, I can be sitting. And I, I also love my daily greatness planner side pitch for this planner. It's amazing <laughs> and has goals and hourly stuff. And oh, wow. I can just write every it's like daily, hourly, very helpful to keep me balanced day to day. And it's business oriented. So it has like quarterly goals. It's oh, awesome. cool. That's big cool. fan. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, all again, great pieces of advice here. And what I'm hearing is Almost the better you know yourself, the better yeah. your day and business and whatever you have going on in your life can run. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, you know, that running helps you and you're mm -hmm. experimenting with this 10 minutes of being bored. And yeah, yeah. I, I like that correlation of just knowing yourself and understanding what you need to feel successful and healthy and 
mentally good to run whatever you want to run, whether it's a business or your corporate job or your family, et cetera. Right. Definitely. Um, and I yeah. think culture teaches us the reverse. Like I think it just yeah. kind of teaches you, you just go, go, go. And like, you don't right. worry about what's happening to you. And like, there's just big repercussions that we're finding yeah. are coming from that. So I know a lot of people might not have the advantage of scheduling their day in that way. But if you just know one thing, go mm-hmm. with that. If you know that that feeds you, because yeah. I mean, it's kind of the whole thing of like, you can't lead someone where you're not going, whether that's like leading your community of your brand, if you're not headed there, and you're not like making that space for yourself, then how do you expect like, followers to come along behind you right. or workers or employees or your family? Like, yeah, so I think that's why it's important to take care of yourself and know yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I totally relate to your statement before of when you do nothing, you feel like a failure. Like you like, yeah, I just totally relate to that. I've been really trying to not teach myself or like rewire my brain to know that, Hey, you know, for example, this week we just moved into a new, a new home and Hey, I just spent four. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just spent four days unpacking my whole house. Like today I can record this podcast with you and then, maybe do nothing the rest of the day. And like, that's okay. Like just, just kind of like rewiring my brain that, you know, not every day has to be go, go, go. And again, to your point, you don't always have to be running and just taking almost the bigger picture into account, right? Like, well, today I might be lazy, but the past five days I accomplished a lot. Like almost like broadening your scope almost. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Someone, I I told my husband yesterday, if someone asked me, because I don't know, I don't know if anyone ever will, if the most important word to me, I would say it's perspective. Like you just got to have some perspective because I just think we're pushed to think that success means that you should be like, burnt out yes. and tired yes. and like yeah. just dead on the ground and that's just not what it is right it's just I mean maybe I guess for some people I don't want to put everyone in a box but sure I think that's great looking backward like that's a great idea to just say like what have I done this week I did all of these hard things like give myself some credit yeah I can just totally relate to that and you know yeah. I have like a quote-unquote corporate job you know nine to five mm-hmm. um and I've been realizing that my personal success is not related to like the hours that I work. Like, sure. Yes, we have yeah. some late nights. If you have a deliverable coming up, like you got to get it done. That That's fine. Of course. But yeah. I've just learned that like I need my family time. And as long as I know I have time to finish that task tomorrow or the day after, like I'm going to log off and go eat yeah. dinner with my husband. Like, yeah, I need that. And And just because someone else is working 15 hours a day and and they're succeeding like that's their version of success right it doesn't have to be mine and just kind of almost you know not giving in to my competitive side too right because I I have definitely have that can just totally relate to what you're saying in the small business world like right now it's obviously it's huge a lot of people are doing it and we have social media which we're utilizing so we're on it and we're watching all these small businesses and we're like watching them hit success, but like yes. marks, we're getting their ads. We're, and I think you're like, wow, they must be doing all of this. Like, what am I doing? And just really reining it in. And that's why I think sometimes it can be important to like type out your values. Like I decided for myself in the recent weeks, like my income is not a top value for me. Sure. Uh, I value other things. So like if, if money is, then like operate on that thing, but find like, right. what you value, whether if it's yep. in your corporate job or you're running your own business, 
And that's kind of like you can balance your time based on those values because you're not going to be able to balance it on every value. You, mm-hmm. It's just not possible. But finding like in that season how you can balance around that value, I think, is very important too. just a yep. good goal orienting thing. Agreed. And whether it's values or you call it like personal design principles, like that yeah. list yep. of things also helps you say yes or no to opportunities too. Like, does this hit the majority of my values? Yes or no. And if no, maybe don't pursue that opportunity. Or if you still want to pursue that opportunity and it doesn't hit your values, are your values changing? Like just, yeah, yeah I, that's great. I, yeah. yeah, I like, I, I like that having a list of <laughs> values, design principles. I think it's very, very beneficial and valuable. Yeah, it's definitely something new that I've done. It, it's funny because like it, this will be like year three of Diorade. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm actually in the past probably seven, eight months, I've actually started to take it seriously, which sounds weird. But I guess I just didn't know if it would work. And sure. I just was harsh on myself, maybe. And I've stepped into this place where I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, this is this is happening. What do I need to do to adjust and like give it the credit it deserves, I guess. So definitely starting to do a lot of these things that we're talking about more recently than not. Yeah. Um, and it's very helpful. Totally. And I think it does take that time. Like I, yeah, again, you know, in a kind of different way, but through my job, it's year three of me being at my job. And now I yeah. finally feel like I'm realizing like what I want to do, what this job means to me, how what goals I want to have. And it just sounds very similar. Like almost the first year is learning the ropes. Like you're just jumping right. in, you're trying to kind of prove yourself. Like you're figuring it all out. Year two, you got the, yep. And year two, you got the basics down and now you're kind of fine tuning the details. And then into year three, you're finally can like put it all together and not really yeah. worry about the maybe like logistics or like standard operations and processes and now you can dive into more of that the value side and and the mission and the impact because things are running in the background almost on their own because of your work and your one and two and I'm sure that cycle used to take like a ton of energy is just kind of operating so you're like whoa I feel like I should be thinking about this oh wait like I already have some systems in place so I have like how did that happen it's just so interesting looking at that evolution it is. And, I, and I'm sure that will cycle right over like, 100%. you know, maybe that'll come again in, in year four or start again in year five as the business evolves and as you evolve. Yeah, I think a lot of people experienced that like this past year, too. Like they were in such a rhythm. And this year came and kind of like everybody had to kind of shake some dust off. Right. And reorient and change those things for sure. So I think too, like my business mama, I feel like she's always she just doesn't settle like she's just always grinding and always like oh this is new let's go after this and I just admire her for that because I think it's really easy to get like stuck but I think she does a very good job at just that evolution and that process mm-hmm. and keeping the business like cycling through those things intentionally right and embracing that cycle yeah. and because it can be very scary and disorienting 100%. and yes. yeah yeah just embracing it awesome yeah, I, lo- I love that. Love this conversation. My last big question that I end every episode with is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? It can be big, can be small, can be related to diarrhea, can be something completely not related to diarrhea. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind of your proudest accomplishment. Previously, I probably would have said like getting a big contract, but mm-hmm. I'm truly very proud of myself for not giving up and for continuing to like keep stepping even when it seems hard. Showing up to shows, even when I'm nervous, 
you know, showing up to like a podcast, even if it's right. like, oh, I have like people are going to hear this continuing to show up. And so I'm really I'm definitely I think my proudest accomplishment is just showing up because without it, really, you wouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. So just like not letting that fear paralyze me and continuing to step. Well, I think that is a excellent accomplishment and and congratulations on again on everything you've accomplished personally thank and with you. with Diarate as well. Yeah, just thank looking you, forward to to seeing where you take it. Excellent. Well, before we sign off here, Kara, where can people find you in Diarate? Social media's website, uh, shout them all out. Yeah, yeah. So, you can find me personally on Instagram, Facebook, just linked at Kara JW Leak. And for the business, it's just Diraid, D-Y-E-R-A-I-D on Instagram, Facebook. Our website is diraid.com. So very simple. We're on Pinterest too. Come creative pin with us. Yeah, but we are on all the platforms just as Diraid. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Kara. This was thank an you. awesome conversation. Yeah, and of it course. Was so fun. <laughs> I, I loved it. And yeah, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And everyone, go check out Diary and Kara on all the social medias. Thank you. Thanks.